Hey, Peter. Hey. Let's pretend like I practice all the time. Okay. Let's pretend I've been practicing for years. Yes. Let's pretend like I'm not getting any better. Okay. We don't, don't have... like this. I don't like this pretend game. <laughs> it's a it's a horrible game. Well, the, the title of this episode, everyone can see here, but I'm looking at the title the way I wrote it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Why am I not getting beater? I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. Uh, we are sponsored by Open Studio. Of course, go to openstudiojazz.com for all of your jazz lesson needs. Peter, we've been doing some special episodes, taking some questions, but this one is a question we're asking ourselves. Yes. Um, why am I not getting beater? You need to eat more beets. And I even uh, wrote it like B-E-E-T-E-R. That's not right, is puns. it? Puns. If you're a pun, you're a pickpocket. <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's frame it up here. So this is this is if you're asking yourself. I think it's yourself, pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, if you've been practicing for years, right? And you you just don't see the progress, right? Wait, wait, you're just not you're saying seeing. you they got to go for years? I'm, I'm talking about are, for days. No, I mean, it could be anything. It could be for months, years, days, whatever. I think a lot of people get frustrated well before years. Yeah, but I think there are people who've been practicing for decades and feel like I'm the same way I was in the 80s or something, you know? Yeah. Like, there are plenty of people like that. And this might be some reason why you're not growing. We talked we talked about this before in the, in the what we call the sermon video yeah. about why kids progress at this massive rate. There's some biology in this for sure, to be certain, but there's also things you can do to sort of mimic that idea. Well, I just, you know what? You just kind of unlocked by framing it that way. Like one idea here that I'm thinking is, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't got, like, I feel sometimes like I haven't changed since the nineties. I've heard some stuff that I played, but I wouldn't say that I, I do feel like I've gotten better. And so that would be the first thing is think about like, if you've been doing this for decades, it's okay. If sometimes you feel like you're at the same level, you know, if you really look at it and look at your whole skill set, you probably aren't if you've been engaged with the music, but there's certain parts of your musical personality that I think should stay the same. When I listen to Herbie Hancock, ever heard of him? Um, from when he was in his early 20s to now when he's in his late 70s or, or 80s, I guess, you know, there's a, there's, it's still Herbie. And so in a certain sense, you can be like, well, he hasn't gotten any better because he was great back then. He's great now. Um, of course, if you peel back the layers, you could probably see a lot of nuances where, but he wasn't bad back then. So, I mean, I think that progress is measured as an artist in a way that's very different than science Agreed. in terms of, or mathematics in terms of like just adding points up. There's so many different, you know, the algorithm to getting better as a musician is so complex that I think that we don't want to get confused with what your musical personality, because if you're lucky enough to kind of hit on your musical personality relatively young in life, and I don't think anyone does it when they're seven or nine or 11 or even 15, that's very hard to do. But, but as it starts to evolve, you know, hold on to that and, and don't get frustrated by like, oh, I'm playing the same licks. As, well, are they good though? Do they sound good? Do they, you know, really explain who you, what your musical personality and storytelling is? Then, then always have that a part of it, but look for progress in other areas. Yeah. And maybe look for like, a lot of us have this sort of like this curve of progress, right? Where with this, when we start and then it just sort of tapers and tapers mm -hmm. and then it might flatline. The and then anti, there's, the there's bumps thing. and peaks and valleys then once yeah. you reach a certain level. But, you know, those first four, five, six years as we're learning our instrument, obviously there's all these technical things that happen as yeah. you just get the mechanics down of your instrument and then that slows down. But you can still hang on to that spirit 
of like, okay, there's a skill I need to learn, right? right. And that's what we kind of lose, I think, once we have like our, our sort of baseline set of skills. But a lot of people don't even have a baseline set of skills yet that they could actually baseline. learn. So like we talked about it a little bit on our last last batch of shows about like, yeah, baseline, you did the same pun then too, of like, <laughs> I'm not of like just evaluating your fundamentals, right? What yeah. is, how is your relationship to time? How is your relationship to things like, you know, facility and, and technique? What's your relationship like to your repertoire? And those are usually the things that people just let go by the wayside and they think, I'm going to work on high concepts. But really the fundamentals are things that you could actually expand on first. So if you're not progressing, think like really truthfully identify the holes in your playing that are those fundamental things that you think, oh, I got these up to a certain level and I just need to be working on high outside pentatonic concepts. No, 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 no. Like address the fundamentals always. That will definitely like, you'll see results from that even now, even if you've been playing for 30 years, you'll see results from work on fundamentals. Now yeah. the, the issue then is to, and this will bring me something to, to, I think, Peter, you're definitely passionate about. The issue then is, how do I know if I'm, if I'm practicing it right? Well, there is going to have to be a certain level of discomfort if you're doing it right and you're growing. And that's something, that's another thing that we tend to uh, shy away from as we get older and we get more experienced. We think like, oh, like I can play, so I should be able to just play whatever. Mm -hmm. And I practicing is more about knowing it. No, like when you're starting out and when you're learning how to do this and when you're progressing at a fast pace, there's a ton of discomfort because you don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Right. So you have to actually find that discomfort Absolutely. and you have to go through that in order to get better. Every practice session should have several moments and, and several periods of time where you are uncomfortable when yeah. you are not in your comfort zone literally yeah. yeah you have to and i think you have to seek out that discomfort and at, 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 it's almost it could seem counterintuitive to some folks but as you get better as you get closer you know to you and your graph where like the progress is smaller and harder to see because you've got a lot of your shit together yeah um it becomes even more important to seek out that discomfort just to be able to maintain, you know, and, and I mean, you can talk about, you know, progress then you, you, we're in danger. Like once you get really good and I mean, what is really good? That's, that's a silly thing, but I mean, you know, objectively or sub subjectively really good, or you feel like, okay, I finally got, got some stuff together. So maybe even just in one area of your playing, you're actually in danger more than you think of losing that. Totally. You know what I mean? So don't get complacent, you know? And I think this is, you know, we had a lot of great feedback to our episode from a couple of weeks ago about connecting athletics, um, approaches to athleticism, to approaches to, you know, musicality and technique and being a musician and artistry. And if, if there is anything we can learn from that. But I mean, that's one thing is like when you're working out or work, you know, as a runner or specific things with your body, your body is going to tell you if you listen whether or not you're slipping. And like, if you don't seek out some stress to put your body through, you're going to lose whatever muscle mass, or, you know, whatever. So I think that we can apply those same things to us as musicians. And what you're talking about is these specific fundamental areas are some of the easiest ones for us to be able to identify. So you have to have that as part of your thing, even if you're an advanced player. Yeah. So like, if you don't push yourself in those fundamental things that you've been practicing for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, then, you know, 
you're just you're 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 in danger of kind of slowly drifting down just like you have to work hard just to continue to slowly drift up you can start you're not gonna there's no guarantee that you just stay the same That's true. You know, if you're not making those those good decisions now the great part about it is once you learn how to differentiate discomfort from pain that's a big word yeah right. then you're going to be able to find you know get to that sort of meditative very mindful state of like embracing discomfort that's when it really gets to be interesting and i think most people that have progressed to a certain level and we don't even need to say my you know intermediate mod it, that doesn't matter just the fact that you can look back and say like wow i've had some progress typically we're, we're getting to a little bit of a confusion or quandary when we're like why am i not progressing now why now am i not getting better now you did get better at a certain point or else you wouldn't know what that meant i mean nobody just never go like when you first come to the piano you first come to an oboe or something you go from not being able to do anything being able to do something mm -hmm. and then doing something a little better and then better like you there you can't go lower than zero as a musician right That's true so everybody's experienced that thing but it's kind of like how do you optimize for ongoing growth not linear, not exactly the same, accepting and even reveling in the inevitable peaks and valleys of progress and making that part of your story. How do you do that? It's by paying attention to this, making sure that you're checking in and being like, wait, am I in a little bit of discomfort? Not pain, but some discomfort. And maybe a day when I've got a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of focus and everything's lining up, I'm willing to take on a lot of discomfort. And that could take its way from like specific scale practice to like practicing in all keys, all the different stuff we talk about. But like embrace that discomfort, seek it out, and you will get better. You know, you're not going to get better every minute, maybe every, not every day. But that's why I was questioning at first. I didn't understand where you were going when you said like years. I was like, oh, hold on a second. If you're practicing, engaging, seeking out discomfort, you will get better on a weekly basis. I personally guarantee it. That's what, but that's what we're here to solve here. Why am I not getting better if I'm practicing? So, Solved. So you got it. Ask and answer. One more thing that you can that can be very helpful for this too. I find that a lot of people let go by the wayside is getting good feedback. So mm. getting feedback from an expert is like a cheat code to getting better. And so if you're just kind of rambling on your instrument, you know, three or four nights a week by yourself, and maybe yeah. you're watching some YouTube videos, which is good for getting information, but you're not having a professional tell you if what you're doing is good for you or where you're at, or even just suggesting gentle guides along the, your path for this, you're really missing out on an opportunity yes. for growth. And you won't grow as fast as, as someone who has a good expert telling them where they're where they're right, where they're wrong, how they can get to where they want to go and help even suggest like, hey, you think you want to go here, but have you seen this? Right. You know, have you seen this destination? That Feedback, kind of thing is so good. important. Because I mean, there's, it's such an opportunity. You have, you have the automatic, even if you don't have like the greatest player or teacher or, or whatever, or you think that like, well, I don't want to get feedback from that person because they're as good as me. We're at the same level. But you're already going to have a net positive because you're going to get objectivity yep. that is very, very difficult for any of us. It's, it's hard really to see impossible. when you're in it, when you're in it and yeah. it's just you, it's really hard to so see where you are. Somebody don't feel like you have to have only Herbie Hancock can give you if you're a great player. Oh, could we get feedback. Herbie Han Hancock to give us some feedback? <laughs> that would be Wouldn't good. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing. But that's Searching not, for Herbie? Searching for Herbie. But, but not, don't wait until you've only got Herbie, you know, and so uh, yeah, feedback's so good, and I mean, and feedback, non-professional feedback, I think is great too, from a spouse, a friend, a child, a mother, yeah. a father, an uncle, or just put your put your stuff out there on social media. What do you think of this? I, I feel like I'm stagnant, you know, but don't do that if you're not like willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations practicing. Totally, you know, it's kind of like 
oh, I want to be a filmmaker. So I sit around all day and watch Netflix while I'm eating popcorn sitting on the couch. I don't realize why I'm not getting better as a filmmaker. I watch really great films every day. Well, you've nailed one piece of the puzzle, but there's a big piece that you haven't nailed. Making films. Got to just make a bunch <laughs> of bad films. And then once you make them, put them out into the world and get some feedback. That's you right. know? Well, this was fun, Peter. I like yep. this kind of stuff. This is my favorite favorite subject to talk about. I just have one more question for you. Yeah, okay. Why am I not getting better? I don't know. <laughs> you personally, I don't know. In fact, I think you're getting worse, which is <laughs> I feel odd. like it. Why are we not getting better as a podcast? Please leave a... Uh, oh, comments uh-huh ratings reviews tell them about that while i pull up our our, our recent well um, we got a gentleman's agreement going so if you're oh, watching the this, gentleman's agreement rearing its ugly head again if you're watching this on youtube make sure to hit the subscribe button we really and if you're uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast go to youtube and hit the subscribe button yeah anyway. we really appreciate the subscribes because we're growing that channel we love the podcast youtube channel you'll hear it is in the name of the channel so go subscribe to you'll hear it and it really helps so thanks for that and if you're listening to this on your podcast help help on your podcast app, uh, why don't you leave us a rating and review? So leave us a review and a rating. We only take seven-star ratings. Uh, Can I read one that's not seven stars? No. Oh, no, it is seven stars. Oh, okay, good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you're right. We only take seven stars. This is from... We read every single rating and review. Yeah. Don't we? We do. Yeah. And we and like I said, it Apple Apple Podcasts only let you rate five stars, but you yeah. can figure out a way to make it seven. It's a little weird. And it's we, a little weird. We need seven. Okay, so this the title of this review is Addictive. Um, five stars because it came through Apple. That's fine. I'm hooked on the banter between these two. It's clear they love talking about jazz and have lots of fun doing it. So enthusiastic. Thank you, Exact from Canada. Canada, we are huge in Canada because we love Canada. Canada's in the house. We love Canada. Big shout out to Canada. Our northern borders are better. Our better North American border. Um, Not borders. There's a border there. The borders Um, bookstore? um, What do you call them? Neighbors. Neighbors. Our neighbors to the north. (laughs) Neighbors to the north. North North County. Uh, Until next time. You'll hear it.